will no longer require pre-entry COVID testing starting April 1st. And the Chilkoot Indian Association has launched a new traditional arts apprenticeship program. And we have a correction to a story on Skagway School Administration addressing COVID. It's the KHNS Local News. I'm Corinne Smith. Those stories are up next. Starting on April 1st, Canada announced pre-entry COVID testing will no longer be required for fully vaccinated travelers. Currently, travelers entering or returning to Canada must have a negative COVID test, either a PCR or rapid antigen test, that's clinically administered. That changes April 1st. Canadian officials announced pre-entry COVID testing will no longer be required for fully vaccinated travelers entering Canada by land, water, or air. Haynes Tourism Director Stephen Ock says it's a major change that will ease travel across the border. That's good news because it'll make it easier for um, people that want to, you know, either people here that want to go into Canada or Canadians who want to come down and return. It makes it uh, easier for them to be able to do so. Travelers are still required to be fully vaccinated. Ox says that means two doses of the COVID vaccine, not necessarily the booster. So Canada, um, according to their entry description, does not require the booster, but the Description of fully vaccinated is the two shots of any of the approved two-shot regimens. Um, so you'd want to double-check on their website, depending on the shots that you've had, to verify that you meet their fully vaccinated description. But it is correct that it does not include the booster. Canada will still require U.S. travelers to complete the ArriveCan process and show proof of vaccination to enter the country. Ox says Haynes is ready to welcome Canadian travelers as well as anyone traveling between the Alaska Marine Highway into Canada and up to Alaska. Yeah, we certainly um, hope means that we're going to see a lot of our uh, friends come down that have been, you know, kind of hesitant to do so due to the, that testing requirement. So hopefully we'll see more people come down. And, you know, the, the big part for the summer, too, is that makes it a lot easier for um, anybody, not just Canadians, but anybody uh, wanting to do any road travel to be able to drive through Canada to get here. So it's a big thing for the state of Alaska um, as much as it is for uh, those residents of Canada. For Skagway, fully vaccinated travelers will be allowed to enter Canada, but questions remain as to how tour companies will handle the continued requirement of a fully filled out ArriveCan app. The Chilkoot Indian Association launched a traditional Clinket Arts apprenticeship program. The year-long initiative will pair artist mentors with apprentices to develop traditional skills and foster vital cultural and traditional knowledge of the Chilkat Valley. The first cohort of the Chilkoot Indian Association's Traditional Arts Apprenticeship Program began earlier this month and focuses on Chilkat weaving and silver carving. Chilkoot Indian Association Tribal Administrator Harriet Brulette says the apprenticeship program is part of a wider initiative to support tribal members developing their art and traditional skills and craft of the Chilkat Valley. Our apprenticeship program is, is a way to develop master artists. Um, what, we have, what we have been seeing in our community is that um, our, we're losing our master artists and we have... Um, Actually, thanks to AIA, we do have some master artists, but they're reaching this, they've reached retirement age, and we don't have the capacity or have not had the capacity to build master artists to step up in their place. 
Three artist mentors will work with four apprentices over the next year. They will increase traditional skill level, creativity, and expand intergenerational cultural and traditional knowledge. Mentors include weaver Lily Hope, who will work with Karen Taug on dyeing and weaving techniques, versions of the Chilkat braid, and how to weave a perfect circle. Master weaver and fluent Clinket speaker Marsha Hotch will work with Kara Gilbert and Gwen Souser on weaving techniques, language connections, clan stories, goat wool processing and dyeing, thigh spinning, and incorporating cedar bark. Apprentices Gilbert and Souser are the great-granddaughters of renowned Chilkat weaver Jenny Hlinot. Silver carver Greg Horner will work with apprentice Rob Martin on soldering, making rings, inlaid gems and stones, and skills of silverworking. Brulette says it's vital to support artists who will then pass down their craft to future generations. We have a really strong base of new artists who are dedicated to their arts and just need a little extra help. So we're matching them with master artists. And the idea is that um, with this program, we will be able to to develop master artists of our own, and then they'll be able to help the next generation. A federal grant from the Department of Health and Human Services will support the program. Apprentices and mentors will document their process with blog postings, provide a workshop, and at the end of the year, final products will be showcased in a community exhibit. We'll hear more from the artists, mentors, and apprentices in the coming weeks. Stay tuned. And the Chilkoot Indian Association will accept applications for the second cohort, which will begin October 1st. For requirements and an application, see khns.org. On Wednesday night, a story ran on KHNS that included some inaccurate information. Because of a technical glitch, the same story ran unedited the following morning. KHNS's Mike Swayze has more. On Wednesday, March 16th, I covered a story about Skagway parents speaking out against a school policy that states that the school will not publicly disclose information about staff testing positive for COVID-19. That story aired on Wednesday night with a key piece of incorrect information. I misinterpreted a written statement from a staff member that led me to believe they had been instructed to not share their positive COVID diagnosis with the parents of their students. I later learned that what that staff member meant was that the school administration would not be sharing the information with the parents because of school policy. That staff member was not directed to withhold any information about their diagnosis. On Wednesday night, a corrected version of the article was remotely uploaded to the Haynes studio from Skagway with a notice of correction included in the story. But due to a glitch in the KHNS broadcast system, the earlier unedited version played on Thursday morning instead. At KHNS News, we have a standard of bringing fair and accurate information to the people of the Upper Lynn Canal. That standard was not met in this instance, and for that, I'm deeply regretful. For the full, corrected story, you can visit khns.org news. I do believe the issue of whether or not the school should disclose positive staff COVID diagnoses with parents is an important topic for public debate, as do the people who have reached out to me in support of the article. My hope is that this mistake does not cloud the discussion. 
At KHNS News, we will continue to strive for excellence, and when we make mistakes, we will own them, learn from them, and move forward with a better understanding. If you hear something in the local news that is inaccurate, please don't hesitate to contact our newsroom at 907-766-2020 in Haines or 907-983-2853 in Skagway. For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. For KHNS, I'm Corinne Smith. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read news stories on our website at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts.